Hi friends, welcome back to the Health Forward Podcast. I am your host, Elena Davis, and this is episode number 53. I am so excited to introduce you to today's guest. Her name is Cassidy Tipton. She is a certified personal trainer. She has a background in exercise science. She has years of experience in the field of personal training and being a fitness instructor. That's actually how she and I met several years ago. We both worked for UT Medical Center when she was working as a fitness instructor there. And she and I served on the hospital's wellness council together for several years. As you'll hear in this episode, Cassidy knows her stuff and she lives it out too. So I know that you are going to learn a lot from her. She's talking to us today about strength training and the benefits of strength training specifically for women and the many reasons why we need to make sure we are incorporating that into our exercise routine and and getting that in a couple times a week. And so I'm excited for you to hear from her. I know you're going to learn a lot. So let's jump into today's episode. Hey friends, I'm Elena Davis, your integrative health coach, and I'm so glad you're here. This is the Health Forward Podcast, where each week we will be talking about different things that move us forward toward a healthier and more fulfilling life. Thanks so much for listening in. Welcome back to the Health Forward Podcast. Today we have a special guest with us, certified personal trainer, Cassidy Tipton. Cassidy, Welcome to the podcast. We are so happy to have you. Hello, hello. Thank you so much, Elena, for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes. So I know you from our time working together at a local hospital here in Knoxville. We did that for a couple of years. But for people who don't know you, can you tell us a little more about yourself and your background? Yes, absolutely. So a little bit, little bit more about me. So I kind of fell in love with strength training my sophomore summer of high school. So I was one of those people while other girls were sitting there watching or reading magazines about like Vogue and teen spirit <laughs> and all that stuff. I was sitting there reading magazines on, um, I don't know if you remember the Oxygen magazine. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was like a full subscriber to that. I loved it. Like I was like, engulfed in all of that. Like, I love the way those women looked. I just love, like, it was something so new to me. And so I was just taken in by that. And I got started with strength training and stuff by, um, because I do, I played softball in college and high school. And so I needed to do strength training to help me get stronger with that. And so Mm -hmm. that's where I fell in love with it. And, you know, went through college. Um, In college, I majored in exercise science. And it's funny because I literally changed my major four times when I was in college (laughs) and I always kept coming back to exercise and to exercise science Mm because that was what I truly loved. But other people were like, Oh, you know, you need to do this. You need to do this. Of course I listened to them, but then I always came back to it. And so Mm -hmm. in college, I went to Carson Newman and um, that's where I did graduate from and got my exercise science degree. And then after college, um, I started my first personal training gig and I was there for about four years and loved every minute of it. And during that time, I um, fell in love with lots of different types of street training, working with different special populations of people, not just athletes, but people who were literally just wanting to better their lives, whether it was spending time or being able to do things with their grandkids and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so here and then I received my ACE personal training certification, 
Um, and then I also received my CrossFit level one certification. So I dabbled in CrossFit for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also got my USAW sports performance certification, which um, I competed nationally in Olympic lifting. Fun fact for you guys. <laughs> for, <laughs> wow. for, yeah, for a couple of years. And um, so I've kind of done all different spectrums of strength training and stuff. And then like Elena said, I went to, uh, we worked together at UT Hospital, loved it there. And now I am actually currently not doing anything in the fitness realm, which led me to, I, I miss it so much. And because of that, it I had this strong pull um, just to serve people in that realm or in that aspect. And so mm-hmm. I really started getting more on uh, my social media and being active in my social media and just really pouring into people and serving people, you know, showing them my workouts, showing them my fitness, and just trying to give that free stuff to people to help others since I don't do that anymore, but I'm that I miss it so much. And I know that I have the tools in the background that I can help people with. So that is a little bit about me. Yeah, that's great. And you're a mama, you got a little girl. How old is she now? She is two, going on 20, just like everybody else's. <laughs> yes, that's crazy. I can't believe she's already two. Oh, me neither. When, when we stopped working together, you had just had her. That's right. Yeah. Oh, I know, time flies. They it always does. say, and you're like, eh, yeah, whatever. And it's like, no. Yeah. Really. No, really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it does. That's great. So, yeah, in today's episode, we're talking about strength training specifically um, as it relates to women's health. I think there's a lot of questions and stigma about women doing oh, yeah. strength training. And so um, I definitely, we are happy to listen to your expertise on this, um, both in your like actual education in it and then in your life experience in it as well. So can you tell us kind of an overview, like what is strength training exactly? And are there, you kind of already spoken to this a little, but are there different types? What are those different types? Yes, for sure. So strength training, and you can also kind of go back and forth with calling it resistance training as well, is Mm -hmm. basically when you are performing some type of physical exercise in which you are working your muscles against some type of opposing force. Now that force can be something like weights. It can be resistance bands. It could be gravity as in just using your body weight. So there's so Mm -hmm. many modalities of strength training that you can use with the sole purpose of that meant to help build strength and endurance. And then with the different types of strength training, it's crazy because when we think of types of strength training, we think of, okay, you know, we think of like, oh, resistance bands and dumbbells and stuff, but it actually is a total different meaning inside of strength training. That is more of a form of weight training. And then there's going to be, like you said, you can do plyometrics, you can use bands, resistance training, barbells, so many different modalities. But when it comes to specific types of strength training, there's actually seven different, and I'm not going to go over like all of them super in depth, but just to give you a little review. So the seven different types of strength training and When we are doing strength training, um, I'll say this and preface what I'm about to say is that it's important that we do try to find a program that is encompassing all seven types of strength training just to help give a very well-rounded program. And I'll also mention in this like that women um, sometimes veer more towards others and we forget others. So 
I'll run through those really quick. So um, the first one is going to be agile strength. So when we think of this, we think of like football players cutting back and forth. Um, We think of things that are like very explosive and agility type movements. So that's going to be things that we can do in that aspect are going to be things like shuffles, shuttle runs, skaters. Um, And what's cool is even when we think of those movements, we can still be... um, older or even if we're like well heck there's no way I can do shuttle runs or (laughs) or (laughs) skaters or anything you can still do different types of that version which I'll kind of talk about a little bit later but that's going to be kind of your first um, component of strength Um, the second component in which this is the component that I see that more women probably veer towards the most is going to be endurance strength and Mm -hmm. so this is where we have the ability to move like lighter loads for longer periods of time so it's more in like that 12 to 20 rep range And um, what's great with endurance strength is this is going to help us increase the amount of time um, before we fatigue while not only exercising, but in everyday life. So endurance is so important just to help us as we age so that we can keep doing the things we enjoy. Um, And like I said, I do feel that a lot of women, especially when they're starting out with strength training, is they they're kind of worried about the weights and um, using too heavy. So they stick to more of the endurance area. Um, But there's nothing wrong with that because that is still great. We still need that endurance for our muscles and to help us get stronger. Um, The third one is going to be our explosive strength. Strength. So basically, this is going to be your muscle's ability to exert its maximum amount of force they can in the shortest time possible. So this is going to be thinking about Olympic lifting, uh, box jumps, burpees. Um, This strength is really important as we age, actually, because when we can build strength faster than any other, well, this is a way that you can build strength faster any other way in elderly clients. And a lot of people don't realize this. So for example, explosive strength, we think of the box jumps, the burpees, but what we can also do is we can work on sit to stands and do them explosively. Mm-hmm. So when, and that's the thing with all of these, there's different, well, we'll talk about it a little later, but with explosive strength, especially like, we think of that and we're like, well, I can't do that. But there's different variations that you can right, do right. to still get that explosive benefit, um, if that makes sense. Yeah. <clears throat> um, maximum strength. This is going to not really be for just the normal everyday average Joe that's just wanting to work out, come to the gym and better their life. This is going to be more for someone who is like um, you're trying to lift a single rep at the heaviest amount of possible weight. Um, this mm-hmm. is going to be more for athletes and stuff. Um, but we can do a variation of this where we're doing, where we are doing higher weight and just lower reps in more of that, like two to six rep range. So we can still get the benefits of what maximum strength is called. And then a couple more. So speed strength, that's basically just how fast you are. You know, this is going to be more useful in sports, um, but it is good just to help us improve how quickly we can react to something. Because as we age, our reaction is something that declines regardless. And so it is important that, you know, we still are able to react to certain things quicker, whether it's we're driving or being aware of our surroundings or anything like that. Um, And then there's something called starting strength. So starting strength is think of um, like a track person, like someone in that position where they're in a starting position and then trying to produce as much force or as quickness as strength as possible out of a standstill position. So same thing, that's going to be kind of more towards athletes, um, but it can also be more for just regular people sitting up and getting out of a chair. 
because yeah. think about it when as we get older we see we see a lot of people rocking back and then <laughs> trying to stand up yeah standing up well when we focus on starting strength with doing like compound movements like squats lunges different things like that it can help build that strength and then last but not least is relative strength. And this is basically um, just the strength weight ratio. So like pound for pound, how strong you are compared to somebody else. And so my husband's going to laugh. But when we were doing Olympic lifting, um, pound for pound, my husband is a big man. He is he's like two, 230 and he is very strong. But pound <laughs> for pound, when I was at my prime, I was technically stronger than him. <laughs> <laughs> me to admit that to many people yeah because <laughs> he's he known for his strength and being very strong I mean he's lifting 400 plus pounds on most lifts but pound for pound I was I was stronger than him so <laughs> strength is important yeah <laughs> um but like I said those are just a lot of different types of strength training and um like I said a great program is going to have a little mixture of kind of each of those in some of those. Okay. yeah okay. for sure so how you mentioned this a little bit, like especially talking about aging and like that, but how does that, how do those things translate into kind of our everyday lives? Like where can we see a lot of those benefits, both in kind of our um, endurance and our ability to move and be agile and things like that as we age, but also kind of from a, um, a health side of things like how what are some of those benefits of incorporating these kinds of types of strength training yes yeah, so a couple of these that are benefit not only just for the everyday person but like especially for women um number one is definitely going to be that these things are going to build and maintain our muscle mass so fun fact for you well fun slash scary fact <laughs> is that as females we our muscle mass decreases three to eight percent per decade after the age of 30. Mm -hmm. so if you're listening to this and you're 30 which i am i was when i heard that i was like oh lord i gotta do more strength training. Right. yeah there we go <laughs> and this rate actually declines even more after you hit 60. Okay. and so that is what stinks about that is this is what kind of leads to those things of us being at an increased risk for like false risks or mm -hmm. the loss of independent independence as we age. And so that's why strength training is the number one thing that can kind of negate slash slow that process down of losing that muscle mass. Right. Um, another one um, is going to be it protects our bone health. So as women, we know that we are a whole lot more susceptible than men to developing osteopenia and osteoporosis. So basically like the brittling of our bones and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so strength training and basically what how strength training works is when we are applying force to those to our bones, so like with external resistance or weights or any type of thing, that's going to help build it's going to basically tell those tell the bones to just start regenerating and help and keep and basically it's going to be like the number one most natural way that's going to lower our risk for that as well as if you do already have some form of like osteopenia or porosis it's going to help slow that process down now i will say if you do have osteoporosis or osteopenia you cannot reverse those factors but you absolutely can slow it down and my slow grandmother is a yeah is a huge um she's an example of this we i started helping her with her strength training. Um, and she has osteoporosis pretty bad and her process, her 
the slowing down of the process has been huge, like so great in when she's been going back to the doctor. Like there's been a couple of times it's only changed like a fraction, whereas before it was a very big decline each time she went back and they checked it. Yeah, that's a a big deal because I I know a lot of people worry about that, you know, as we get older. And then Mm -hmm. I think a lot, I don't think that's a common commonly known fact that strength training actually builds bone mass. They think they just think about that in relation to muscle mass and they think like, oh, the only thing I can do is take calcium or, you know, something like that. When really this probably has higher um, rate of benefit. And and what's funny is I know a lot of time and a lot of doctors day and age, they're going to be more apt to subs- to prescribe a pill or something for something. But I will say that most doctors, their first line of defense when someone has um, osteopenia process, they will they will subscribe exercise. Yeah, that's and great. So, which is a good thing. Yeah. Um, and then a couple more. Some one that is kind of for everyone, but how it works in relation for women is um, obviously strength training is really going to help support our weight loss and our weight management. So when we lift weights, how it kind of works is lifting is basically just going to help us burn more calories and stored energy, or AKA fat, more efficiently. And uh, one way is because it increases our lean muscle mass. So we have all heard that muscle burns uh, more energy at rest than, well, maybe we haven't, but we've always heard that one pound of muscle um, weighs more than one pound of fat or mm-hmm. it's different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> trying yeah. to say. Yeah. Um, but also muscle burns more energy at rest than at fat. So if you were to take your BMR, which is your basal metabolic rate, when that basically all that means is, the amount of calories that you burn while you are physically doing absolutely diddly squat, You're just sitting on the couch, watching your favorite Netflix show all day. And that's how many calories you would burn. Um, and so if you have more muscle than you do fat, your body is going to burn more calories while you are sitting and at rest, because I can't remember the exact calculation, but I think it's one pound of muscle burns 3% more than one pound of fat like uh, yeah. calorie wise. So it burns 3% more calories than one pound of fat does. So not only is it helping with our weight loss, just as in our calories, but it's helping us be efficient by increasing our metabolism and helping us um, burn more while we're literally doing nothing. So who doesn't want that? Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. um, so that's one way that it really helps is when we have more muscle, it's going to help. And I am going to say this, we've, I know we all know this, that a big stigma around lifting weights for women is that a lot of women are scared to get, that they're going to get bulky per se. Right. Um, I will be the first to tell you, and I know a lot of us know that, that this is just a myth, but the reason the facts behind it is that we have about literally only 10. So what makes that happen is testosterone in our body, pretty much. We literally only have 10%, about 10% of testosterone that men do. So there is physically no way that when we are lifting and stuff, we are going to get bulky like that. Um, I did want to just throw that out there because I know a lot of women get scared of that. Yes. Um, And then last, um, for me, you know, obviously we know that the great benefits of strength training for everyone, you know, better sleep, better energy, just more focus. It's going to help with uh, blood markers like lowering our cholesterol, lowering our blood sugar, all those Mm -hmm. good things. But another one that I think for women especially, and especially for moms is, um, you know, it's going to help increase our mental and emotional health. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I know for me, working out is so much more than um, than just how I look. But when I don't work out within a few days, I can tell mentally, like it is my one time that I can escape from everything else that's going on in my life and right. focus on me. And so it really can give you that that mental break. It can help you ment- have more mental clarity. Um, and a lot of that is just the serotonin boost that we get and just the hormones that it's increasing and spiking and do that are good things that are just happening in our body. But it's it definitely can be a great emotional and mental um health thing for you as well. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Those are great. Um, I think so many people just don't know so many of those things, you know, like they know like, Oh, I know I'll feel better. Um, but they don't really get down into knowing those details. And so I love that you shared that. I, I know I've talked a lot about from a hormonal health side, you know, how much it helps with blood sugar and insulin sensitivity and how it's so important to do that. But that mental, emotional component too, I think part of it too is like when we feel stronger, you know, when that's something that when we're going to do a strength training workout and we do it, like not only are we physically stronger, but we walk away with with more mental stamina as well because it's like I did that, you know, it's like a sense of being able, right. And so I think that helps so much when Mm -hmm. you are facing chronic health issues or you are facing just normal life stress. It's like, and it just gives you a little more confidence that you can manage things. Yeah. I I 100% agree with you for sure. Yeah. For me, it's just that feeling of going in and lifting just gives me that sense of accomplishment. Like if I can do this, then I can tackle anything. Right. Exactly. So there's, there's some common questions that kind of come up when it comes to strength training. So I'm going to ask you a few of those. Um, how many times per week? Like, what is the goal when it comes to strength training? How versus, you know, if you're thinking about overall exercise, we know the overall general recommendation of, you know, roughly 30 minutes a day, at least five days mm-hmm. a week. But how much of that should be strength training? Yes. So with strength training, um, I'll kind of run you through a little bit. So it one, it always depends on whether it's you are new to it and then also your goals. So if you are somebody who you are brand new to strength training, you've never done it before and you're wanting to start off, what they recommend, um, like you said, in conjunction with your cardio, your 75 to 150 minutes a week of moderate to high intensity, that you want to at least start with twice a week of a full body workout every other day type deal, um, doing, uh, making sure you're hitting each major muscle group in that with around like anywhere between like the 10 to 15 rep range. Um, so literally, and even if you are not new, but say you just are wanting to maintain what you have, um, top thing twice a week is proven and is what they have recommended that can still give you results with strength training, Okay, which is great. And now the results with that strength training is going to be, you're not necessarily going to see the, um, physique benefits, I guess I would say, but you're more going to see the benefits of like helping your um, your cholesterol, helping your joints, helping your bones, those types of things, okay. if that makes sense. Now, mm-hmm. uh, depending on your goals and depending on like, if you are somebody you're really wanting to change your physique or uh, maybe you have specific sport goals or whatever it may be, then I would say you need to start ramping up 
the days that you are in the gym doing your strength training. So I would say you need to be in the gym doing more of like a four to five day a week type thing and, and doing more of what's called a split in your workouts. So these splits could be maybe one day you come to the gym and you do an upper body routine. The next day you do lower, then the, the next day you rest, and then you come back and do an upper and then a lower. Um, okay. It could also mean you could get even more specific and do like where one day you focus on only two muscle groups where you do chest and triceps. Next day would be back and biceps. Next mm -hmm. day would be legs. And then the next day would be shoulders or something like that. Okay. I think I hit them all. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then obviously with some abdominal work in there a couple of days a week too. Um, but that is just going to depend on your goal. So like, for example, for me, when I was training um, for Olympic lifting, I was in the gym six days a week, two hours a day. And do I, and I, there's no way that, no way that I would do that right now because one, I don't have the time and that's not my goals. Right. Um, now in the gym, I'm, I usually try to get some sort of strength training workout four days a week. And I'm doing more of a split where it's more of like, okay, today is I'm focusing on my legs. Um, today I'll focus on chest and triceps, but then mm -hmm. also I really like doing more of a full body workout too, like more of a um, CrossFit type style workout mm -hmm. where I'm doing my strength and my cardio kind of together. Together. Um, yes. Yeah. So that you can also do that as well. And that is with strength training. I, I'm a huge advocate of, yes, it's important that you are doing the right amount of days and everything, but the main thing is that you find something that you enjoy, because if right. you don't enjoy it, you're not going to do it and you're not going to show up. So even okay. if it's something that maybe is not ideal, maybe it's not as ideal as something else, who cares? The main thing is that you're there and that you're showing up. So. Right. You, whether it's Pilates you love, whether it's bar you love, whether it's CrossFit, whether it's just the weightlifting, find what you enjoy and mix it up. And that will be what, because consistency in this is where you will get the results. And right. I know we've heard it and it's cliche, but consistency is always key. <laughs> we've heard it, and but it's so true. And that's why everyone always says it because right. the main thing is you find something that you'll stay consistent at and you enjoy. So. Yes, I love that. And I love that you mentioned those different kinds of workouts. I think that's confusing for people. Sometimes they think strength training only means going and getting like using machines yes. or only using, you know, a barbell. I'm like, no, you, nope. you can incorporate strength training in a HIIT workout. You can incorporate strength absolutely. training in bar, Pilates, all mm -hmm. that stuff. So yes, um, it's just like you said in the beginning, different goals. It depends what your goals are yeah, um, for that and what you will do, <laughs> what you'll yep. stick to. Yes. Um, so a couple other questions. What would you recommend for someone who says, okay, I've tried strength training a few times. Every time I do it, I get very sore and then I can't do it for three or four more days. And then I kind of just stop and they kind of have that cycle. I think I've heard from a lot of people that that happens to them. Yeah, absolutely. So um, that's a great question. So what I would tell that person or what I would want to look at first is going to be some of their lifestyle factors. So um, with strength training, you know, that is just one piece of the puzzle. But if they if that person is not getting enough sleep, if they're not getting seven to nine hours of sleep, if they are not drinking enough water, um, if they are not fueling their body properly with especially enough protein and carbs to sustain, um, not necessarily to, um, cause there's a certain amount of carbs that we want to eat that is going to fuel our body for our workouts, but also not, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Not basically like, 
Not like um, carb loading. Yes, kind of yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Not like carb loading where we're overdoing it on the carbs, but there is a good balance that because carbs are glycogen for our muscles and they are going to replenish and refuel our muscles after we work out. Right. And so we want to make sure that, you know, we're, we look at their diet and then what we could say is, you know, if they're getting really sore, well, hey, you know, you're not eating for the first two hours after your workout. Hey, let's try throwing in a protein shake in there. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, something, cause how strength training works is what happens. We do not get the benefits of strength training when we are doing the strength training. It's during our recovery process. And so typically if we are not going through that recovery process, then yes, we're going to be sore all the time. And so how it works is when we're working out, we create these tiny, small little micro tears in, in our muscles. And our body, when we are at risk, goes through something called protein synthesis um, to basically repair our muscles. And that is that deals with glycogen and that deals with a, with protein. So if we are not giving our body enough protein, and I will say, and you can probably vouch me on this, Elena, that protein is probably the number one um, macronutrient that women do not get enough of. Yeah. And sure. probably everybody in America, yeah, they right. do not get enough of protein. And so when we are not getting enough of the macros that are basically repairing our muscles, there's no way. And that's going to lead to injury. It's going to lead to the chronic soreness. Um, so those are some of the couple things that I focus on and look at first um, is their lifestyle. You know, like I said, the sleep, mm-hmm. are, they stre- you know, are they stressed in their life, in their job? Is it because that cortisol, when our cortisol is elevated, it can lead to injury and it can lead to soreness. Because right. um, our body's not going to be able to go through that um, inflammation process of cleaning all that out and just repairing in our muscles and everything. Right. Um, now, there are some things, too, aside from just your lifestyle factors that can definitely help with soreness, like immediately after your workout. So obviously, we know stretching is a great way that's going to just help with soreness. Um, like I said before, hydration. So making sure that we're drinking lots of water. Um, you could even throw in some electrolytes in your water as well. There's um, the, I think it's called, I don't know how to spell it or say it. It's like none, noon, I don't know, hydration. Uh, but they're these little tablets and they're like, they're low, they're like no sugar. Um, they're clean and they're little tablets that you can pop in your water and give you electrolytes that you need. Um, They're awesome. And so you can get them at like Target or Food City. They have them a lot of places, but they're a very clean source because a lot of people want to reach for a Gatorade to replenish that stuff. But we know that that's filled with sugar. So this is going to basically do, yeah, yeah, pretty much just sugar. (laughs) So basically this is going to do is the same. It's going to have all those electrolytes that a Gatorade does, but in a much cleaner form. Um, Now I will say it's not going to taste like a Gatorade, (laughs) but it is another form. Like if you're finding you're dragging and stuff, you could add some hydration in. And then also one of my tried and true is foam rolling. Um, So on your off days, foam rolling your muscles, it's just going to help just kind of get out that lactic acid buildup and just help, just kind of help your muscles go through that process of um, just cleaning all the stuff out and helping get that soreness out for sure. Gotcha. That makes a lot of sense. I think I think that's a huge thing is that missing piece of the recovery. People think, I did my workout. I'm done. I'm going to go on with my day. And then they don't give any thought to that recovery. So follow up to that is, would you say like within 30 minutes, within an hour, like kind of what's that time frame that we need to make sure we're getting that good protein, yes, protein and carbs, but definitely protein in our, yes. in our body. So they call it the window of gains is, is what I like. 
call it, is within an hour of your workout is typically what they're recommending. And they usually say you want, like you said, you know, a source of protein. And they have done a lot of studies saying that the most, the quick, the most, uh, quickly digested form of protein is going to be like an isolate or a whey protein, but, or any type of isolate type protein. So that's going to be something from like a protein shake. Now I know a lot of people might be sensitive to whey protein. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. any type of protein shake you could do. And I think that's going to get to your muscles a little bit quicker than like it's a chicken wood or something. Now that doesn't mean if you come straight home from your workout and eat a a well-rounded meal, that's still going to be fantastic for you. Sure. It Um, just might not be quite as bioavailable as quickly. Now, what about where does collagen fall in that? Because it's not an isolate. Um, yeah. So, cause, yes, because collagen, I know that. So, like, to make a full, complete protein, um, there's tw- there has to be 21 essential amino acids in that protein. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that coll- collagen doesn't have every one of them. But I think, yeah, it I think it's close. Yeah. It's like 19 or something. Yeah. So collagen is something that you could definitely put in your post-workout shake. Absolutely. Um, because it has great fit benefits, but it wouldn't be something that I would just put in water. It's not going to be sufficient by itself. Yes. But that's a great question. Yeah. But still, I love collagen for all the other benefits that it. For sure. Yeah. That's definitely a great thing. It just needs a little something else with it right after a workout. Yes. And that kind of actually brings me to the other point is the complete protein. So there's a, there's a lot of sources of proteins that are considered proteins, um, but are not full complete proteins. And it is important that after our workouts, we're looking for something with a complete protein. So that's going to be found more, like I said, in your like whey stuff or like chicken and beef. So like mostly your animal sources. Right. Yes. Yes. So just be conscious of that. Cool. Okay. Well, are there any resources that you would recommend for people maybe who are just starting out, they're new to strength training? Would you suggest they get a trainer? Would you, are there programs they can do at home? Like, do you have any kind of resources? Yes. So my two favorite resources um, is going to be acsm.org and then acefitness.org. And that is who I got okay. my personal training certification from. So both of those are kind of the two. I trust those the most because they are kind of the gold standard when it comes to health and, and specifically fitness and working out. They do lots of studies and they're just they are kind of the cream of the crop and they help make the guidelines and stuff. Um, so those sites have tons of information. I know for specifically the ACE Fitness has lots of blogs. You can literally type in, you know, strength training for beginner. And there's thousands of articles that come up that have workout programs in it that kind of talk to you about it. Um, and I'm sure that the ACSM does as well. Um, so those are my first two resources I really like. And another thing you can do is, you know, like you said, getting a personal trainer. I think that's a great idea as well. Um, in on those two websites, you can search their database for personal trainers in your area that are certified through them. Great. So if people would like to follow you online, you definitely post, you've been sharing a lot of your workouts and some tips and things like that on your Instagram. Where can they find you? Yeah. So on my Instagram, they can find me at, um, at Cass underscore Tipton. So C-A-S-S underscore T-I-P-T-O-N. That's a lot of my stuff and everything. So 
Yes. And we'll put, I'll put all of that in the show notes so that people can easily find you. And then also the, those two um, resources as well. Well, thanks so much for spending some of your day with us and sharing all this information with us. It was so helpful. Yes. You're so welcome. I'm just, thank you so much for allowing me to do this and just share some stuff that I love. So yeah. Awesome. Well, have a great day guys. Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you next time. Please remember that the content in this episode is not to be considered as medical advice and is only intended as general health information. Thanks so much for listening in today. See you back here next week for another episode of the Health Forward podcast.